Hey, welcome back to our analysis of The Force Awakens. Unfortunately, because of issues we're having with our platform, we had to split the episode into two parts. No, it's because we're sellouts. We're massive sellouts and we just... You know what? I, I, I just saw how effective the Harry Potter movies were with splitting the final movie into two parts and I was like, you know what? This is our new model. Yeah, no, of course. Do you think it- Rise of Skywalker is going to be secretly the third of four movies? And they're going to need a whole nother movie to wrap it up. That's what I said right after the last year. I said they need cheap movies. Well, they're- Game of Thrones only needed two more seasons. Um, and, and the best joke is they're running towards the ship. Um, and then Finn gestures to a ship off to the left of screen and says, What about that ship? And she says, That ship's garbage. And then the ship in front of them gets blown up. Garbage ship will do. They run towards the Falcon. And you get the beautiful oh, establishing shot of the Ta-da, Falcon. You get, the, you get the theme, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing I just realized. What's what? so clever about that? They're running towards the biggest, the newer ship. Yep. The reason Finn says, what about that one? It's because it's closer. Exactly. Why are they running towards that one that's so far away? So there's a, there's a reason knows, why he's saying that. Yeah. There's a reason why he says that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's great, it's great. Um, this is the best action scene of the film. I think we both agree uh, on that. Goodness, they get crazy. on the Falcon, and something I need to point out, People complain about Ray being too good a pilot. I know this is after this scene. We'll talk I about know, it. but we'll she takes about. off and immediately crashes the ship. She, like, crashes <laughs> a whole bunch of the town. And as I said to you, it was really worth it to tear up that town. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, no, no, it's worth horses. it. Now it's worth it. Now it's worth it. Uh, when Simon Pegg is yelling, That's mine! So good. And they have the chase with Finn on the guns. He's learning how to use the guns. It's very reminiscent of Luke and Han, obviously. I, I, before, and, before watching this movie, yeah. I thought to myself, movies nowadays, they're like overblown with visual effects and shit like that. Absolutely. The only way they can make... Back then, I was like, the only way they could make something exciting now is by putting more shit on the screen, right? This is a very minimalist, um, effective action scene. Now we have... Jude's high fighters. Yeah, not a hundred thousand. No, not even four. Not like even the four, original. Film. Like the original Jude's high fighters fighting Limelight Falcon. And it's perfect. And it's it's a perfect it's action scene. Great. It's great. It's not perfect, but it's a really good action scene. It's a really good action scene. Um, now one, the thing that I love about the first forty minutes, and this is my biggest criticism of this film, without a doubt, this is the one thing about this film that I really hate, and this is the thing that is the biggest problem with Disney. The first 40 minutes of this film hit almost every beat of what makes, uh, what made us fall in love with Star Wars perfectly. You get the introduction of a villain similar to Vader. You get the lightsaber cutting we, we, someone in yeah, half. Get... You get the use of the Force as an interrogation tool, freezing a guy. You get the, the power and the mysticism of it. Hmm. You get the lone adventurer on a planet scavenging and kind of making their own way for themselves. Like a, you get... a wonderful planet with aliens. Yeah, an exotic world with these weird looking creatures. You get the power of this evil force the first order like the empire you get them shooting and running and they're chasing they're in the falcon and they're getting on the guns and i got him i got him great kid don't get cocky Woo! yeah exactly and then you know what at the end of that scene you don't need to do any more than star wars nostalgia and you know what this film does for the rest of the film mm, star wars nostalgia. every single thing they can bring back they bring back yeah including another death star yeah yeah. It's just there. Now, Gabe, I, I just want to make this point once, and I'm never going to make it again. No, you can make Star it. Wars... Avengers has just come out when Disney buys Lucasfilm, but Avengers is still... Like, it's made a billion dollars, right? But oh, so is... Five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but so is, you know, Dark Knight Rises. Like, Dark Knight Rises... Dark Knight Rises... 1.8 it ends up making. No. 
Yeah. No. It's, it makes a huge... No, 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 no. It doesn't get that much. No way. It makes over a billion. It, does, it makes so over a billion, my, but... Uh, my point is... Yeah. My point is... You, are, you have what could easily have been the biggest movie in history. And it did become that. Like, it became the biggest movie domestically. It came closer than any movie in history um, since to beating Titanic and Avatar. Don't you think when you're spending $240 million and you're making something with Star Wars in the title, you can afford to make a few more risks with the kind of story you tell. We already talked about the script that JJ wanted to talk about. I would love to know what it was about. I would love to talk about... I would love to read George Lucas' ideas. Yeah, his idea. absolutely. Um, Did they have to have another Death Star? Like, after this... No, no. This first 40 minutes is perfect. It's, it's, Go do something but else I now. Told, but the whole thing is that it's half written by comedy. Yeah. Comedy. That is my problem with Disney. They yeah. 100% said, you need to put a Death Star in it. But then why with Last Jedi has everything we've read about it said that this guy had complete creative control on the script? I want to remind you... Kathleen Kennedy probably became really good friends with Ryan Johnson. I want to remind you, only two people have ever had solo writing credit on a Star Wars film. George Lucas. And they're George Lucas and Ryan Johnson. And do you know what George Lucas solo wrote? The prequels. Yeah, Exactly. It's I don't understand unbelievable this stuff with Ryan Johnson. I, I, I do don't. not understand how he conned them into doing. I can't. It. I can't believe they didn't. Let I don't want to say con because obviously they all agreed that the movie they were making. But it's... I mean, this, you told me the thing with Batman v Superman, where at the end of the screening of Batman v Superman, the executives of Warner Brothers clapped. But Standing I think that, that might have been a marketing thing. I don't know if that's true. But it's it's it just really pains me and this is a problem with The Force Awakens it really pains me every time I watch it that I'm having so much fun up to this point and then the movie just becomes another Star Wars film I say that's when my dip starts to happen yeah same absolutely but, um, from the moment they meet Han Solo I'd say what, what I wanted to point out yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're looking at the, uh, A New Hope yeah this is clearly trying to copy oh yeah um, what's that bit that's when they leave Mos Eisley they leave Mos Eisley, but they're getting chased. They, they, they have a clear objective. They're going straight to Alderaan. That's where they're going. That's what yes. they've been trying to do for 20 minutes of the screen time. They've been trying to get to Alderaan to save the princess. What I mean, happens is, they fly, they're getting chased by the Star Destroyers, going to make the jump to light speed. No, 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 no. no. They, they leave the planet, they leave Mos Eisley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where in that point of the film... Yeah. They leave the Jakku, they leave Jakku, mm. they leave Mos Eisley. Yes. What happens in A New Hope? You made a point about this. This is very true. They start chilling. Yeah. They, they start playing the chess game. They, 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 they play with the ball. My advice, R2, let the Wookiee win. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't believe in any uh, Jedi stuff. I, I've been to every corner of the galaxy. And I've done, not seen anything that I makes you believe there's an all-powerful force. More like dumb you know, luck. But we are all like, my experience, there's no such thing as that. We're all chilling, right? Yeah, and you're in a new enjoying hope, seeing them hang out. In a new hope, they leave the the planet. Yeah, uh, they know t- they need to know they know they need to go to the Legion system because of the droid. Oh no, you mean Force Awakens? In Force Awakens, yeah, I they mean. leave the planet. They know they know they need to go to the Legion system because yep. of the uh, BB-8. Yep. Then they get eaten by Han Solo. Eaten. Yeah, the ship, oh, yeah, sorry, the ship yeah, literally but, eats them. No, 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 you're forgetting that like they're in the middle of a conversation where they're finally getting to know each other, and then like a gas leak springs. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, suddenly, like, yeah. like um, venomous they, gas. They, 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 no. they said each other's names. Yeah, which is something I want to point out. Both characters, uh, they have first names. They don't have last names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which I think is kind of neat. Because they're half-developed characters. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. How many more to answer to that? I don't know. Sorry. I don't know what to say. And the thing explodes. And it's like, well, we could have just... They could have just sat chill. down and like chill and like. We could have gone back and seen the scene is, with Carlo. Is, is there something to drink in here? Oh look, it's blue milk. It's blue milk. Mm. Fifty years expired. Taste, tastes like um, sour for some reason. Tastes like it came from a cow's tit. Uh, it's out of date. <laughs> you know they could have done something yeah, exactly. like that, but no. Ex- Explosions. Blast coming out everywhere. Has to be action every Question minute. Of every minute. The Han Solo eats us. Yeah. Everything's red. Han- Look, it's Han Solo. We can relax now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, wait. Wait, there's these the criminals. Like, yeah, they're trying to get us. Oh, how are we going to get out of this? So like, oh, and then there's big tentacle, tentacle monsters. monsters. And it's like... Throw everything at them. And it's like... Uh, uh, I want to blame it's J- not I wanna blame JJ. Yeah, it's, it's JJ's fault. But I'm going to blame films. Yeah, that filmmaking. is... Filmmaking. It does filmmaking yeah. now. Exactly, yeah. It's a big problem. I mean, people are complaining about watching The Irishman and how boring it is and like... What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's what? long. It's, it's, it's a, not it's a, boring. It's a Martin Scorsese film. Have they not seen Taxi Driver? Probably not. That's not a very exciting to film. To be fair, Taxi Driver yeah. is almost half the length of of The Irishman. Have they not seen Goodfellas? Also, much shorter than The no, Irishman. No, Goodfellas is like two hours. I think it's like 2.30. I think you're right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty long movie. Goodfellas is so good, though. Um... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think it's a huge problem. Jurassic World has the exact same problem for me. Yeah. Where they feel like... And, and in a way, Jurassic it's Park? our fault. In a way, it's our fault. I have to be honest about this. For giving them money, I guess. No, it, it, that's a big problem. But more than that, often when filmmakers try to put you know character beats and character moments into films, they roll and demerit it. They severely underdevelop it. And people think, we don't like these films because of these whiny characters. No, we don't like them because the characters aren't written well. Like, the, the, the template to follow isn't A New Hope. Because A New Hope is too specific. It's too much of an example of a movie that is of its time, is perfect. And every single person who has tried to copy it, from George Miller all the way up until Peter Jackson with Mortal Engines, has not worked. Mm. Because it was the first movie to do it. It did it better than any movie will ever do it since. The only way to make a better film is to make something different. Like a Terminator 2, like an Aliens, like, like, like Titanic. Like Empire. Yeah, well, Empire is the one you follow. Empire is the movie where you get your characters in a room, they talk, and it's engaging. And yes, violence happens, action happens, but you can still rely on them being on Cloud City and having a chat about, I don't trust this guy. Well, I trust him. He's my friend. Come here. And that is sometimes so enough. So blows up. Oh my God, I found him in Trust Compactor. They're throwing him around. Yeah, Empire's not the best example. There, there's plenty of movies, though, that used to understand well, Terminator the way to escalate. And John Terminator Connor, 2 does it perfectly. John Connor yeah. with the Terminator, you know, yeah. having fun with each other. Yeah, and they have, like, 20 minutes of no action in the film. Yeah. More than that. It's great. I it's, don't know how long it is. I haven't seen it in Terminator long. 2, I, I believe the first 45 minutes is up to her getting her out of the hospital. And then there's a good 20 of them in Mexico just chilling out. Mm. And then there's the final bit of Dyson and the Cyberdyne facility. Yeah. Um, that that's a proper way, and it's movie by movie. There's no they, they, obviously there's no formula for how to do this right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. everyone would be doing it every day, and there'd never be a bad movie. It depends movie by movie. But I think you and I both agree that after the unrelenting action of the last fifteen minutes on on um, Force Awakens, yeah, yeah, on uh, what's the planet called? Jakku. Jakku. Um, you could chill out for five yeah. minutes. 
And yeah, they meet like, Han Solo. It could have easily been Han Solo eats them. Yeah. And then Comes they meet Han Solo. And, and then they have talking. the scene with the map. He's like, that was real. The Jedi yes. Force, all of it. And, 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 then, then, like, and then the... Oh no, the First Order is here. We got to ditch the ship. This ship is not fast enough to escape the... Exactly. The First Order. How are we going to escape? Okay. I, know, I know a faster ship. Yeah. They get into the Millennium Falcon and... Pram! They get out of there. Han hangs the dice on the dashboard and they get out of there. No, that doesn't happen in this movie. I know it doesn't. It doesn't. Do you want to comment on that? There's no that. There's no dice in this movie. There is no dice. We, we, saw, we saw the. the there's a behind-the-scenes clip of him hanging the dice up in the Falcon. But obviously, which is obviously, they cut. didn't put it on the film. Yep, obviously. obviously. But um, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing with this film. It's like it cannot, it can't really rest. It, they rest when they get to. Maz. Maz's plan, but not plan. really, not really. Kind of, but not enough. Not yeah, no. Um, um, do you want to talk about the scene with the guys from the raid? Yeah, the guys from. Do you know they choreograph? They choreograph. Of course, of course, I know that. Yeah, right. they did not choreograph the last Jedi. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, oh really? I couldn't tell. Man, um, did Ryan Johnson choreograph that scene? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, um. Whoever choreographed it probably did an amazing job and then it was just covered badly. Like, yeah. I think that's a big part of why it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah, and you have this scene... I, I think it's pretty funny, the dialogue. Of what? Han Solo and the gangs? Yeah. Tassun Leech! Ta- I, don't, I don't have any deal with Tassun Leech. You're hard-holding... Ah, uh, Tassun Leech! And then they cut to Tassun Leech. I didn't make a deal with Kanja Club. Tell, Kanja that, Club, to, Kanja tell Club. that to Kanja Club. And I love how it's just this one Scottish guy who is not played by Simon Pegg. Yeah. And, 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 and then Tanku Clark uh, says something like, this is the second time you've, you've wronged us. And then Chewie's is like, like, Hans like, like, Hans like, Hans like, is it the second time? No, no, he's like, what's the second time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. It's really funny, but it still is like... I hate that Han has not changed at all since A New Hope. It, no, his, his character has completely regressed. Oh, you know what would have been cool? When they're getting uh, shot at... This changes the movie quite a bit. What? Oh, no, it doesn't. What? All they do, go to Maz's planet. Um, she, yeah. like, gives them advice. They go there on the Falcon. And then um, the First Order attack. And the Resistance shows up, led by General Solo, with General Organa. But they want Han to be the smuggler with Chewie on the Falcon. That's the thing about Disney Star Wars. They that's, want that's the That's the comedy thing. Yeah. That's, that's like, the heads of Disney being like... No, 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 Han Solo has to be a smuggler. Like, yeah. What? Why? Of course. That's the game. DJ was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we, we can work that in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, alright. I, I just want to make a Star Wars film. I just want to. I'll, 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 do I'll do anything. I'll do anything. You know, I, I, I re- I've got this mystery box here, and I really think there could be. A- no! No! Maybe one or two things, but Ryan Johnson's going to have to figure out how to solve them up. And then they hear Ryan, Ryan Johnson comes in and he's like, my script is done, guys. <laughs> That's true. You we talked about it on you last... Told, I could not we'll believe talk that. talk about it in last year. Like. He can say it. He wrote his script before JJ did. I'll talk about it at the what end the of fuck? this. What the fuck? I talk about... Uh, I have a point to make. Yeah, yeah. You might, you might say it's really dumb, but I really care about that point. Sure, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the film. Um, I hate that they get the guys from The Raid who are some of the most talented actors and stunt performers... No, sorry. Most talented stunt performance. Stunt actors. Not actors. Can you imagine a he's... scene of like Meryl Streep acting opposite um, Iko Uwai? And he's just in Indonesia saying like, oh, you know, when you lost your daughter in the Holocaust, it was really sad. Um, I was going to say this about... Uh, yeah, no, they're really good. At least one of them is really good in John Book 3. The best scene in John Book 3. They're both in... Oh, no, Iko's not. But, Iko's um, not. But uh, 
The Rama. shorter one. Yeah, yeah, Rama. Rama. Oh, Rama is from the raid. So Rama is cool. I don't remember... Because he plays two characters in Raid 1 and Raid 2. No, no, um, no. Rama is, is the main character of the raid. I know. I'm talking about the shorter guy who yeah. is the villain of the Raid 1. And then he's the homeless guy in the Raid yeah. 2. And he is one of the bosses in John Wick 3. Along with the guy who is the boss of uh, the end of Raid 2. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is John Wick be- beats the uh, the villain of Raid 1 and Raid 2. And then he beats a martial artist none of us had ever heard of before John Wick 3. Who is awesome. I want to be clear. No, it's fucking not. Fucking great. That guy kills it. That guy is so They're charismatic. Pretty They're pretty good. He's like, by far, the best villain of any of the John mm-hmm. Wick films mm-hmm. that he's had to fight against. Mm-hmm. Even though that film is not great. Nope. Um, but yeah, the Raid guys are completely wasted in this. Well, I don't think they were meant to be that important. Sure. But why cast them in it? Probably because... No, probably because they're already working on the film. And JJ must be a fan of the And JJ loves Star Wars. This Star Wars... And all Star Wars films, they love the cameos. Like the prequels has a lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has a lot of cameos. Oh, huge. Last year has has a lot of cameos. Rogue One had a lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know about Solo... And Solo I'm has a sure bunch. Rise of Skywalker is going to have every single director from George Star Wars. Gonna, George George is going to be on it. Oh man, can't wait. Garth was going to be on it. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, the only yeah. one is not going to. It's going to be JJ. I don't think JJ. No, likes, JJ, JJ will play something. I don't think JJ likes being on camera very much. You know what my favorite accidental director cameo in any film is that I think I've heard of what? recently. So you know Whiplash. David yes. Chazelle's Whiplash. Yes, when you, when you like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, um, I, love, I love that film. That film's incredible. I saw. I, I remember hearing about that film when it got to Melbourne International Film Fest, and like this is like a full year out of it winning the Oscar. Oh, yeah. And I just heard the description. I was like, this film sounds incredible. And then I saw it in theaters like four months later. I was like, fuck, I love this film, and no one's talking about it. And then it went on to be nominated for best picture and win best screenplay. It's fucking great. Great. For, it didn't win best screenplay. Sorry, bloody Birdman did. And you no, should be ben, ashamed. Birdman won. Best picture and best screenplay. Really? I remember because my dad made a very almost racially. No, whatever. Mark. Get a one best screenplay. So whatever. Whiplash is without a doubt the best film of 2014. Um, I like Foxcatcher a lot. Oh, we haven't talked together about Foxcatcher. What a movie! This is very going very long. Let's, oh, what a movie! What's your what's your come out? Oh, um, so in Whiplash, uh, you know the Keep scene. Going. You know the scene where Andrew loses the folder, and that's what makes him center drums because he's yeah. memorized the sheet. So in that scene, there's this great bit where um you hear Fletcher yell out Tanner, like he yells out from down the corridor, and they didn't record bloody uh, J.K. Simmons, Simmons yeah. doing that voice part. So Damien Chazelle just like imitated J.K. Simmons to do the voice. <laughs> I think that's a really funny cameo. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they're with Han Solo. They escape from Ray guys. They go to Mars Kanata's planet. But, but then we we got we get to the Death Star. Yeah, the we see Starkiller the Death Star base. and we see Snoke. Which you just see it. You just see it. And then there's you see no Snoke. build up. And then there's you see... nothing mentioned in the crawl. There's nothing. Yeah. Then you see Snoke. Yep. And Snoke says, uh, "Han is your dad." Yeah, like like nothing. I'm like, like, oh, oh, by the way, Han Solo is your father. Yeah. Oh, the girl Ray, Palpatine's her grandfather. That was the biggest list twist. It's like he's his father. Yeah, why not? I think we all knew. I always thought leading up to the film, and this would have been great. No, I disagree. I hundred percent disagree. It wouldn't have been great. No. I, I thought it might be Luke, just because of the way that Han talks about Luke in this film. Um, no. Nah. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Or that Luke would be Snoke. Like but something. here's the thing, I love Snoke being huge hologram. I wish they First didn't reveal up, he was a hologram until the end. Kind of like, until like Harbinger. With when the, the rock 
falls through his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been great. That would have been, yeah. Just follow a rock down, you see it go through him, and you're like, oh. So good. But, like, we learned that Kylo Ren... Is Han Solo's son. But, no, we learned that Kylo Ren knows about the intimidation from this guy. He knows about having to put a mask on. Yes. And he's also trying to copy Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Well, we see him meditate with Vader's mask in the next scene. General Hux, it's worth mentioning, is sort of the new... Uh, Tarkin. Yeah, the new Tarkin. And I think Domhnall Gleeson in this film does a really good job. I think the way the character is written in one scene in particular is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> For most of it, he's great. And like all the characters in this series, uh, he will be severely undermined in the next movie. Um, anyway, they get to Maz Kanata's plan. Okay, something worth mentioning. You and I have watched this film. I've watched it maybe three times. The whole film. Is that it? I've yeah, seen it probably. almost ten times. By You're now. kidding. Oh, wait, no, I've seen Twice it. Twice in the no. theaters. Because in the theaters, I've seen it. When it came out, uh, like, digital release, then I saw it on, when it came out on Blu ray, then I seen it, like, two, maybe two, no, once because of Last Jedi. Yeah. And I might have seen it, like, a couple of other times. And this. Now. Time. So I've seen it a lot of times. I. We watched the films subtitled because we like to talk over the films and make points and we don't want to lose too much of the dialogue. I noticed a line. That I have never noticed before. Oh yes, which immediately really, fixes. This is really important. This is huge. That I haven't seen anyone mention. I've seen a lot of Someone reviews. Someone must have mentioned it. I've seen a lot of reviews of these films. I have never heard someone mention this. Yeah, I'm Say going. To, I'm going to the line. I'm going to actually pull up the line. But effectively, Ray, after they fight the Tie Fighters and go into outer space, Ray, uh, Ray and Finn reunite and they're all happy, and then. Um, uh, Finn's like, um, how, that was amazing flying. That was amazing flying. How'd you do that? And what I heard when we it's, saw the movie the first time was, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never, I've never, I've never left the planet. Like I've no idea how I did that. I've never left but the planet. But what she right? says, according to the subtitles, and to be fair, Finn talks over her. Yes. Which makes it very hard to hear what she says. What she says is, I've flown some ships, but I've never left the planet. So Ray does know how to fly. She hundred so percent. She is a pilot. Which makes so, sense that, why she's that, got the helmet. That thing that people say, whoa, why is this so good with the main flight gun? Because she's flown. And that's fact, not an argument anymore. And the fact Anyone that, that complains about this movie, that's yeah, not an argument It's not anymore. an argument. It's not Confirmed. Argument. Canon. It's not us speculating it or, or it's not the force doing it. Yeah. It's said in the film. Yeah, 100%. We have other problems with Ray's character. That is not one of them. They go to Maz's planet. Maz Kanata, played by Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o. Mm. Now, I think one of the most wasted things about this movie. Oh, well, I, t- I told you about the, the... They tried to do her practically. Right. And that would just they, weird. They couldn't make it work. No, but I, I'm saying, why don't you just have Lupita Nyong'o? She's like... Because a, you, need a, you need a weird alien. Well, why time. cast Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o to do the voice when she's not a voice actress? Why like, cast... She is... Why cast Phasma's... Uh, you know who she the, is, the, right? The actress uh, for Phasma. Oh, that's... You're that's not going to see her face. Crazy. That's also crazy. Yeah, um, marketing, see, marketing, really. I got to see Gwendolyn Christie work for a day on uh, mm. Top of the Lake. You see, like, you, you have that cast and people are like, oh, I really like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great in Game of Thrones. Well, why Lupina Nyong'o, though? You know who she is, of course, right? She's the lead in Us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like a brilliant actress. She's, she's, she's going to win an Oscar for that. Um, Little Monsters, which is about to get the shortest release of any Australian film in Australia ever. Of like two days is coming out soon. What? Yeah, literally. Like Josh Gad, uh, not Josh Gad. Um, who, who's in it? Wimwood but... was longer than that. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, bloody Abe Forsyth is pissed about it. He's like, 
what the hell are you doing, Australia? Like, I made this movie here. Like, people should be able to watch it without having to watch it online. Well, Jojo Robert is not coming out until... 20. Yeah, but that's that's going to have like five weeks release minimum. Like, that's yeah, going to be it's, fine. It's, that's a huge film. Like, yeah, like no. it or not, that film is like really big. Yeah, yeah. Little Monsters, like, for some reason has been totally kicked to the curb. Um, I just hate that Lupita Nyong'o is in this movie and she doesn't do anything. I, I, I do have to say, I don't like Mus. I don't like her either. I understand why they wanted a new. I, I feel yeah. like JJ. This is this hundred percent JJ. Yeah, I yeah. reckon JJ wanted a character because they, they said when the committee was telling him how to write the story. Yeah, yeah. They said you need to the committee. Yeah. The committee. They said, oh, you need to explain. You have to like make sure everyone understands everything that was set up in a new hope yeah like force. reintroduce everything the force she's like, like she's like a, reintroduce the uh, yeah. the imperials resistance yeah and all this uh, imperials rebels and all she's this. like a light obi-wan yoda character yeah you need a character to introduce the force exactly and it's mass and it's mass yeah it really works with ben explaining it oh you think yeah right and then Mass is a bit like she's literally there to just set up what the force is and like talk about that mostly. And it's just it doesn't really work very well in my opinion. I think that Ray's vision is, works a lot better for showing what the force and, is. And I think this is where the movie dips. This is probably my lowest point. Tremendously for me as well. Because this movie directly directly acknowledges that you're going to have to come back for the next movie for answers this is where the movie starts to set up stuff for the next movie yeah and that is the biggest problem with this movie because A New Hope is a perfect single standalone movie with a tease that Vader is still alive but it works minimal that's minimal it's tiny it works perfectly on its own it could have just ended like that yeah it's perfect it's it's perfect well no not really you do have Obi-Wan looking at Luke like and it looks at Darth Vader. That's a problem. That's that's the biggest tease in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, look, I, I, I just wish that Maz didn't. I wish the line wasn't so blunt as um, "Where'd you get Luke's lightsaber that he lost when his hand got cut off?" Yeah. It's just like a good story for another time. It's like fuck off. Um, that's, that's how Rice should start with with the lightsaber, which is it's, how it's this script with apparently space. started. It's, it has to start with yes, I've yes. heard that. Start with the sort of the stars, and then kind of like goes down. Into like sun scavengers, and they're like on the planet. They find of, the lightsaber. And the planet of uh, uh, uh whatever, what? Cell City, that planet. Yeah. I don't know the planet's name. And then sure it's a gas giant, so it falls through the planet. And and like the, the, like maybe a, a small ship is like going through like going through yeah, yeah. scavenging things, and I'm like oh, lightsaber. It's kind of like and we have like a scene like in a lot of mm. war with the lightsaber. Yeah, going through. Oh, that'd be cool. Thirty years of war has yeah. been going on. Maybe someone's used it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. used to kill his someone wife. Someone opened it on themselves. So, someone kills his wife because he was cheating on her. So. Jesus, that went dark. OJ? Yeah, this is... OJ with a lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, the hilt, does, if the hilt does not fit, you must acquit. I gotta say, that's a probably great opening to see... With OJ lights. kills somebody no, with a lightsaber? Where the, light, where the light comes from. But I gotta say, the fact that the rest of Skywalker, still, the lightsaber is still up, it's like... Oof. What? The lightsaber? They break it on The Last Jedi. Yeah, but she fixes it because she's a Jedi now. That's not how that works. Kylo fixes his mask, she fixes the lightsaber. It's going to be a montage in the first oh, 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be like right near the start of the movie. Okay, what, what, what do you think, think the... Ray's vision? Yeah. I like it. It's, I like it too. Well done. Um, question, why does he get the vision? Okay, I have two theories about this. Well, the first of all... Um, tell me your th- theories. I'll, t- I'll tell you the actual reason why. It's because a Jedi can see memories through an object. Which is established very well in Fallen Order. It's established in Fallen Order. Yeah. I I love it. I think it's actually one of the more interesting parts of the movie. And I wish it paid off more in Last Last Jedi. Yeah. So the first thing she sees, of course, is the corridor from Empire, which is the last time that lightsaber was used to fight someone. Then she sees um, the planet where Kylo is with the... Oh, no. She sees Luke with R2. And Luke is obviously mourning the death of his students at the temple. So it's connected to Luke. It's connected to his emotions. And then she sees the Knights of Ren for some reason. But more importantly, she hears Alec Guinness's voice say Ray, which is a sourced clip from one of the original films somehow. And then, or just altered. And then she hears, um, these are your first steps, which is spoken by Ewan McGregor as younger Obi-Wan. And that's why everyone thought that she would be the offspring of Obi-Wan. Yeah, man, makes sense. Yeah, it does, except it's Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan didn't have a kid, so, yeah. Could've. Obi-Wan? He's pretty old when you meet him. Well, he and she's grand- pretty young. He could've been granddaughter. Granddaughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah, in Fallen Order, yeah. they... I feel like Fallen Order is trying to correct some things from I think everything post Disney's last film is trying to correct something right and they actually introduced that in one of the boss fights you pick the lightsaber from the bad guy and it's not just the thing that the lightsaber has done it's the memories of that person person that makes a lot of sense yeah right this weapon is your life Obi-Wan was right god damn it (laughs) they're fixing the prequels we we need to do a special edition of the Attack of the Clowns so we can cut that out and like everyone's holding the lights and he's like, Anakin, you've been masturbating furiously to Padme lately. You mean having sex with Padme? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, when he picks it up at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's like, oh God, Anakin. Oh, uh, come on. Anakin. In the living room? In my place? <laughs> what, in my hey, place? That's where I sleep. God damn it. Where, where does Obi-Wan live in the prequels? Where does he live? Whatever. I just want to see. Yeah, I just rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just want to see a scene where Obi Wan takes his speeder to like his trailer that's at like yeah. the equivalent of a driving theater, <laughs> and he goes in and he's got like a little animal, that kind of he's like got, a dog, uh, and he pulls out uncle. the food and he's like, "I will, I will, I will do it. If you don't behave, I, I won't feed you." And he drops it in and he sits down and let's like starts eating some like terrible like spaghetti noodles. He's like, "Oh, time to watch some television, some no, like star he's television." Good, like right. He watches like the space equivalent, Star Wars equivalent of Bounty Law, which is about Jango Fett. He's so good. You're mm. like, oh, maybe this is the guy I should be tracking. <laughs> um, That'd be so good. No, it wouldn't. That's I'm, a terrible I'm, I'm, idea. I'm, no, it wouldn't. It's fucking awful. Uh, it's the, terrible. The Death, uh, the Death Star killer base. Are we done with the frame sequence? Yeah, I'd, I'm going to take a little break. Oh, yeah, something I, I want to point out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we skip through. I've heard people complain about the fact that there is only two TIE fighters hunting down the Millennium Falcon. Oh, and my argument, if yeah. you want an argument, is that they it's sent they sent tie, uh, tie fighters and actually uh, soldiers to mm. everywhere in the planet. Yeah, and only two tie fighters were around the area. Yeah, yeah. You that's... can counter that with oh, they have light speed. Why can't they just go instantly there? And I'm like, well, you have to stretch things. Look, depends how much your <laughs> suspension of disbelief. 
I don't think it's a problem. I really don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem because the scene is so fucking exciting. Yeah. It's kind of like the Jurassic Park. Did you point it out? It's like, that scene in Jurassic Park is so exciting. It makes that the no fact sense. That the cliff changes. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Um, and and I, I don't say who cares dismissively about paying attention to stuff in your movies. If you can fix those problems when you're writing or directing them. Great. Great. But if you're making a really... If you, your movie's really entertaining, I don't think I'm going to care. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, you're going to make mistakes. The biggest thing you've got to choose is which ones you leave in. Because like, when you've got a $240 million budget, you can go and reshoot anything. The thing is, eventually you're just like, you're running out of time and you're running out of money and you know, you've got to pick your battles. And you know, I think that's a totally fine thing. You know, Ross Skywalker finished the cut, finished like last week. I have heard this. That, um, Do you know why? They said that what's what's the rumor? Well, there's no rumor. JJ said, "Oh, it's because we had some reshoots because there were some things we wanted to change, small things." Yeah, great. Literally, that's Love what it. he said. Great. He might be lying. Look, right, uh, mate. I know. If George Lucas can edit a movie thirty years later and say he's made it better, then fucking JJ can reshoot some <laughs> scenes, and I don't care. Um, I, I, I don't. You only get one chance to release your movie because whatever George Lucas does. I've got my despecialized editions, and those are... I, I just need to harp on about this. The fact that you can't legally watch the original Star Wars is it's fucking... It's It's ludicrous. And George Lucas, of all people, is a fucking hypocrite for not allowing that. You know why? Because George Lucas has petitioned against colorization of black and white movies. Hmm. George Lucas has petitioned um, for restoration of classical Hollywood films. George Lucas is one of 50 directors who is a part of... The, who is a board member of Martin Scorsese's Film Preservation Society. George Lucas is a fucking hypocrite it's, isn't that, for not letting the original Star Wars isn't be Isn't that the biggest thing? Yeah. Isn't that the biggest shocker of the film industry? This guy that, well, Harvey Weinstein, but this guy that yeah, has Jesus, been, I was gonna say it's not even the biggest. Yeah. This guy that has been like against colorization of movies. Yeah, he was like one of the guys that started it or something. He went back to edit his own films. Yeah. He, yeah. Why? What? What? The fuck? To take happened? more ownership of it. That's literally what I think it is. Do you know the reason why, right? Marsha Lucas. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. It's because he doesn't want any royalties to go to Marsha Lucas. That's right. So if he, he re-releases the film, he doesn't need to continue to... Yeah. If you watch Any Hope in Disney+, Plus, yeah. Marsha Lucas, because it's the, the, it's because it's the special edition, yeah. Marsha Lucas is not going to see any cent of that. That's correct. If yeah. you were to watch the, the, the specialized edition and you paid for it, Marsha Lucas would have gotten some money. That's correct. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah, I think that's a very legitimate reason also. And I do think it was part of him taking ownership for a film that he felt he was overruled in many areas. Yes. And, and that's especially... But the weirdest thing is, the one he has not touched in the slightest, except for a few changes, is Empire. Yeah. Because even he knows, the, he outrage, knows the outrage people would have. Which is so... It's so messed up that it's he's, so he's edited it's, Return of the Jedi. It's the weirdest thing. It's super weird. But anyway, we, let's stop talking about it because Lucas is now no longer involved with the franchise except potentially ghost-directing Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> potentially writing the script with JJ. Yeah. He's probably going to get signed on for a Disney uh, Plus show any they, day. They're going to give him special... Well, they've given him special thanks in every movie, right? But they must, of course. Of course they must. Well, the first credit you see, apart from the director, yeah, the very next one is always based on characters. That's correct. By George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Um, 
All right, we get to Star Killer Base, the Death Star Killer Base. Mm. This, um, is a, this is a very entertaining scene, but it's a bit hard to like. So George Lucas took the visual language of Triumph of the, of the Will for the throne room scene at the end of uh, A New Hope, and he borrowed a lot from World War Two imagery for the stormtroopers. I mean, stormtroopers is literally a name that was given to the um, to the the Luftwaffe troopers. Like yeah. it, it's it's a very infamous name for German soldiers. This is ridiculous. This is literally. Like, like, they do a Nazi salute at the end of the speech. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm, come on. Like, it is. Beyond, beyond just being lazy, the First Order doesn't have an ideology. So the idea that you're going to use the language of the most evil ideology, arguably the most evil, inarguably the most evil ideology in the history of humankind, and borrow it for your space movie without setting up any of what made the Nazis evil, without setting any... But you don't need to do any of that. I, I, I agree. You know what, though? The original Star Wars is able to show that these guys are evil without making them do a Nazi salute and making their leader say, the whole universe will bound without making him bloody Cobra Commander over here. Well, no, well... You can't really have the bad guys be... Um, directors. Yeah. And, like... You know, board meeting guys. You can't the Imperial have... Senate will not destroy. Yeah, you this. can't have those guys being the bad guys anymore because those are the guys that are funding the film. <laughs> wow, that's so true. Oh my god, that's so true. I Holy hope, shit! I hope imagine, no one listens to this. Imagine if they but, um, like that. Yeah, you just compare Disney with like. Genocide no, I'm not comparing maniacs. Disney to. I'm comparing like the imagery. Not even imagery because it, it is true that executive producers, unlike any company, yeah. Do have board meetings to discussing about the financial success and like changes they need to do yeah, of course, on companies. And this is true. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't want to make those guys the bad guys because those guys do care about the company and and um, their jobs and that's what they live for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think you're overthinking. I cut this out. Yeah. I don't uh, because I know people hate those kind of people, but I don't. They're Who, doing, executive producers? No, yeah, they're, they're doing incredibly their job. important. They're, they're doing their job like you I'm do sorry, your but job. like Bob Iger is a much more important person in the creative process for all these films than... Kathleen Kennedy. Well, I was going to say than any of the directors. Because if Bob Iger doesn't buy Lucasfilm and he doesn't hire Kathleen Kennedy, then none of this gets made. Like, of course. Right? Executives are by far the most important person so in So I this see process. why JJ might not want to make those, those guys the bad guys. Yeah, in I, the 70s, I, I, yeah. it's fine. Because in the seventies, like the Imperials Stick are it just to the man. Yeah, the imp- yeah. Well, the Imperials were just guys. They were just workers. Like they were like, oh yeah, they're just having a chat about the Senate uh, on their Death Star. I get what you mean. So I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think that was the reason. I so think it literally is, it was just using a shorthand of the Nazi imagery that George set up in A New Hope. Yeah, and but taking it to eleven. Yeah, but in A New Hope, they're having a board meeting while they're on in, in a Death Star. So it's a bit yeah, like, and he chokes they, they, a guy they, in the meeting, and and this should be a bit, uh, over, this should be a bit like over dramatic, over dramatic. I no, reckon. I completely disagree. I think the thing that's rules about that is that they are sitting in the middle of a space station called the Death Star. Yes, they are talking about annihilating planets with this weapon. And how does and they're that mean so it? Chill about yeah, it. they're just like, yes, we'll destroy the system next yeah, week. Well, you know, so I've got a, I've got a five p.m. on Tuesday. I've got to go to. Like, it's the thing that makes the emperor so cool. Is that the emperor is just like, oh yes, yeah, it's a, it's a little concern. Like, they are so cool confident that they're winning. 
They don't need to convince anyone. Yeah, but this guy's not winning. That's the argument. But if they're not winning, why do they have an army of more than 50,000 people? Why do they have the biggest weapon in the history of the galaxy that is able to destroy five planets at once and somehow nobody knows about it? No, people know about it. Starkiller Base? Don't they? I'm pretty sure they don't know about it until they use it. Like, Finn knows about it, but he doesn't tell anyone. Well, the thing with, um... What is the argument against for that? Uh, for for I, it? I would I would just say that um when Return of the Jedi ends, yeah, they're just having a celebration. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You don't actually know what happens to the Empire. Well, they still have a lot of soldiers. Probably they still have a lot of bases. Oh yeah. So it's probably all those people that have united and they've been working together for a greater future. Well, that's what we're seeing in Mandalorian now, is that like there's there's these little fragments that kind of form their own things. So that's the argument, and over 30 years they've gone... How long did it take the Nazi party to get really big? Yeah, about about 20 years. I mean, no, but the thing is... Well, dude, we, this is that's, to me, is argument enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's argument I, enough. I, I hear you. I, I, the Nazis didn't, like, build... A weapon the size of Germany to yeah, destroy they, they, five they, they other countries. Build the Panzer Circus, which I'd like. The what? I pronounced that. Panzer Shre- Panzer what? The tanks. The Tiger like- tanks. Yeah. I mean, they built the fucking Luftwaffe, which was the most devastating air force they, in they, the they, world. They built so many awful weapons. Weapons. Yeah. yeah. Do you know why? And it was legal for some goddamn reason. Do, do you know the nuts thing about like how America invested in the hydrogen bomb? as a weapon and Hitler was so focused on developing like um like planes that would drop basically like radioactive poison from space like Hitler was obsessed with like this idea that they'd like carpet bomb you on space using like these yeah like for real this is like why things like Iron Sky are so funny I'm taking World War II there was a, like a little bit of Hitler that was like that's why they were developing the rockets the V2 rockets was because they wanted to literally take over the moon and like have a fucking be a, Hitler was so a fucking madman. Like, oh, that's why in Wolfenstein too, you, he lives in the moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was he was obsessed space. with all these ideas right. of space travel. Yeah, yeah. He wanted German to be the first on the moon. All this stuff. Yeah. And let's um, go back into Star Wars. Yeah, which is about colonizing the moon. Imagine, yes. if they disco- imagine if we have a Planet of the Apes ending of Rise of Skywalker, where they discover Earth, and Ray like has a child, and that becomes Adam. And they just go full knowing, and I don't know. What the fuck? I just thought. Jesus fucking Christ! What the fuck? I just thought I'd say the stupidest thing that I could possibly think of. Um, it destroys five planets at once. Uh, we said the biggest lens for uh, of all time. It's pretty big. Of all time, I can just feel JJ's people. But here's hard. the thing about the the, the Starkiller base. Yeah. What I find that interesting. It's a planet, right? Oh yeah. It's it not is. a base that they constructed that slowly became a planet. Yeah. It's a pl- they constructed it inside a planet. Inside a planet, yeah. That's that's not going to move. So that o- that's only going to work to suit once. <laughs> it can only suit the system that is right next to you. Yeah, another thing we have to mention right? is that all the planets are right next to each other. Which well, yeah. is something that JJ loves to do. But, but the thing with, it, with that, with what, what I mean by that is that the Death Star... Was a station that you could move from system to system. Exactly, you could jump it to light speed. They could... obviously built the Starkiller base yeah. to get rid of the Republic. That's right. Instantly. Yeah. And after that, Snoke doesn't give a fuck. No, absolutely. Which is why he doesn't care at the end where it's getting destroyed. Yeah. Now we have the. Uh... Oh yeah, JJ doesn't know how planets work. Yeah, they. they... It... But you can see that in the in the first shot of the movie. 
Exactly, that there's that giant <laughs> planet that's right next to Jakku. And, and that's like, not Jakku, that's not Jakku. <laughs> then there's the, the hoverboards going in, it's like, oh, it's like 10 minutes away. Oh, you know what it is, he watched um, Attack of the Clones and decided, oh, there's that many planets together, so I could get away with it. No, it was in... New Hope. No, in uh, a ranch in uh, Utapa. Oh, yeah, there's like a billion There's planets. like three planets running to each other. He's like, love that, love that. God damn it, prequels did it. No one complains about that. Yeah, because no one remembers that bit yeah, from no. the prequels. There's worse things to nitpick. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the worst thing about... One of the worst things about this movie is that. We get our first bit with the blue lightsaber, which is Finn using it against some troopers. And we well, get... we have to introduce that the fact that Maskanada's castle gets fucking fucked up. Oh, yeah, the First Order arrive and they fuck up her castle. Oh, and yeah, then... no, we have to introduce Ray. Everyone said all the what? time, Ray's a Marisu, Ray's a Marisu. <sighs> we yeah. set up some stuff that is, like, against that. But, like, I always think of... Ray is afraid of her past. Yeah. And she's afraid also of her future. Yeah. He keeps thinking that all her hopes and dreams are going to be in Jakku. Mm-hmm. So she's afraid of, like, looking ahead. Yeah. that's what, And then she runs. So I'm like, maybe she can fight with lights and whatever, but she's emotionally damaged enough yeah. to not make her a, a perfect character. That's why she runs into the... Forest. Yeah, I think the problem is that it's very loosely defined why she feels the way she does because they want to keep the relationship with her family a mystery for obvious reasons. That I, I like, got it. Yeah, I got it really. I easily. don't think it's a huge problem. I think the bigger problem is that they leave so much unanswered in this film that then you expect Last Jedi to do although, something. Although Maskanada says that's Who's not the girl? important, so I feel like Maskanada kind of sets up that. Have, she says that's not important but Maskinata also when Ray goes to stop Finn leaving say, uh, Maskinata says to Han who's the girl and that is a question that's left for us to kind of like imagine what they said to each other hmm. so they are raising this question I mean they're, they're, they're Ray raising it um, and it is it is definitely one of the biggest things people went into Last Jedi expecting to be answered mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about it next week I think Last Jedi's answer is actually kind of great Ah. Uh. <laughs> Legit. Um, it's one thing I, I actually really like. I fully. This is one of the ideas that you said that last year that has wonderful ideas. Most of them are not executed. Great. Or good. Or good. <laughs> um, I'll say that's one of the ideas that could have been good. Oh, yeah. But I think the logistics of it doesn't make any goddamn sense. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Maz Kanata's palace is attacked. Um, she gives Finn the lightsaber, which I hate. Because Ray seeks out the lightsaber because it calls to her. And Maz acknowledges that it calls to her. And she... It's clear this weapon is deeply important. Like, yeah. Han looks at it and he's in shock. Because he knows what that weapon means. Here's the thing with that. You're going to argue that he just she just gives it to yeah. Finn, right? Yeah, like it's nothing. I feel like that's kind of like... After he said he was leaving the I, resistance. I, but I feel like that's kind of like... Forcing Finn to get fighting. Ah, forcing. That's that's the idea to make uh, that why he gives it to him is to so he can get fighting for the resistance. It also is away. the worst weapon you could possibly take into this battlefield. Like if you, if you're not a force sensitive if, person, yeah. this is your one. You're like, oh my god, and you <laughs> exactly. die. Exactly. Yeah. He gets Kiati Mondied. <laughs> um, no, as a sailor, whatever her name is, the Twilight. The Twilight Kid. She doesn't even try. She just back. falls off. Oh, you've got to watch R-rated Star Wars that Corridor did. It's actually, yeah. it's really funny. Especially that scene with mm. um, the Twilight. 
Um, then we get the greatest character of the Disney Star Wars films who appears. Traitor! <laughs> the character affectionately called TR8R. Ah. Uh. The greatest of all the... <laughs> if you haven't... The internet's a weird place. If you haven't watched the shooting stars, Star Wars compilations, <laughs> but like all of them, the spinning, the spinning, the spinning Palpatine, Palpatine, Anakin, Anakin flipping, Anakin flipping, and Leia, Leia, Leia flying. Yeah, it's so good, flying with her head bobbing, and then this traitor like twirling his thing forever. This character rules. Yes, this character is a million times more interesting than Captain Phasma. A million <laughs> yes. times more interesting than Hux. Just Almost one word. Just oh, one one line. Oh, it's great. He's very great. And the easiest thing they could have done is uh, replace him with Phasma. And uh, suddenly Phasma becomes a good character. I'm going to tell you something really funny. What? Um, they released three main trailers for Force Awakens. Yep. The day before the movie came out. Yep. I was I was the whole time before the movie came out, I was yeah, the yeah. whole time saying, I'm not going to watch the TV spots. I'm going to oh, watch yeah, too yeah. much stuff. The day before it came out... Like at night, it was like almost twelve. I was like, "Oh fuck it!" And I saw all the TV oh, spots. No. Yeah. And I saw that guy, and I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna be just like the prequels." And then we're gonna have like guys with like random weapons fighting yeah, yeah. Um, for no reason at all. Yeah. You know, like um, really bad choreography and like three guys at the same time going for one character. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then just the movies, like, oh, it's great it's great it's, it's one of the best action bits of the movie <laughs> gets he his fucks ass, him up beats him. he beats him up so bad and then Han saves him and like imagine if that was Phasma and imagine if that was just how she died it would have been great you didn't even have to kill her though because they, they get they get all like um, captured. captured you could have just hit, have hit her win over him exactly and that's how he gets everyone, captured everyone gets captured right exactly um, they get captured it seems like all is lost and then... Well, we'll have to set up that Kylo Ren... Yes. ...went off from the battle to, to find, find Rey. Rey. Yeah, exactly. In the forest. Um, but the Resistance shows up, led by Poe Dameron. We're going to be singing it soon. Exactly. The shot of Poe Dameron flying over the battle while Finn is running on the ground. Woo! That's one hell of a pilot! ridiculously cool that's I remember in the theatre just being I like holy that crap shot. that it's, was oh, amazing yeah it's 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 great it's something that's something unexpected you didn't think Be- you'd see in Star Wars because we it's heard that well. oh so we have the best pilot in the resistance yeah, yeah yeah and you hear that and you're like really and, and, and then you see him fly off with the TIE fight and then and he gets shot yeah. it's like oh it's not such a great pilot now exactly. is he and then he's as soon as he, he gets in his X-Wing you're like oh boy oh boy He's like, like his superpowers. Like, oh, I don't think I finished my point from earlier, but yeah, Oscar Isaac plays all these like very stoic kind of men, and then in this film you'd expect him to be the Han, right? If you hadn't seen this film, you'd expect him to be like the grouchy guy who doesn't think he's in a Star Wars movie. He'd be this sort of checked out guy. He's having so much fun. He's just like a guy who loves being a pilot and shooting bad guys, and like he's just smiling through the whole movie. Hmm. It's so good. Yeah. I love seeing yeah. him like like this. Mm. He's great. Um, then of course Ray gets captured the, by the, the the first order gets destroyed. Yeah, they get they get they fucked lose, up. They easily lose. And Kylo says, "Pull the division out." They um they exfil from the planet. Finn runs to the camera and yells, "We'll, we'll have Ray! the we'll have the great horror sequence in the film, which is what when Kylo's chasing Ray. Kylo's chasing Ray and Ray completely." 
gets frozen. Gets frozen and he puts the lightsaber right beside him. And I love that Kylo's so confident on his powers. I love that too. Because he's see seen them up. He's like, oh, that's enough. We're gonna be destroyed. Exactly, and which is his undoing, of course. Yeah. Then the resistance ship lands, and look who steps out. And Han Solo knows who's coming. He stands there and he's he like, "He knows who's coming. Oh, he man. knows who's coming." Alamo it's this Ripio <laughs> with that red arm. I, I couldn't said, tell who he was. It was really he, weird. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I was like, "Who's this?" And then the real Ripio comes out in front of her, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was Leia." It's like that bit. It's like that bit in um, Rogue One where Han shoots the C3PO droid. He's like, "Oh god!" And then the real C3PO steps out. He's like, "Did you know that was me?" Of course. You mean Cassin? Yeah, but no, Han in this film kills 3PO, and that's not actually <laughs> And he's like, damn it, I was aiming for the real 3PO. Uh, yeah. It's Leia. I love that they gave 3PO a red arm just so they could sell toys that look different. You know that's why, right? Doesn't that depress you? Is that 100%? 100%. Why? There is no Or is reason. it the internet reason of why? No, Gabe, Gabe. There is no reason see 3PO has a red arm. I'm sure there's a comic book commissioned by Disney that explains no, how he lost his No, it's in the Lego game. Up. Fuck off. Dude, this, it's to sell toys that look different. It's just like how Jurassic Park toys for years had JP written on their legs for the dinosaurs so that you could tell if you had a Jurassic Park branded toy. Because oh. no, one, no one owns the trademark of dinosaurs, right? Like anyone can make a dinosaur toy. So that became how you'd know if you had a legit dinosaur toy from Jurassic Park. Toys are fucking stupid. Um... Yeah, because like we have no new, we different. Have, we have new Legos coming out for Star Wars, and it's like, why would I buy a C-3PO? I really haven't won. I was about one. to say something really mean. What? A different robotic character with a motionless face steps out of the fucking ship. But I made that joke already with a C-3PO. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry to Carrie Fisher, but why are you sorry to her? She's dead. That's because I'm sorry. That's why I'm sorry because she's dead. So apologize to Billy Lord, who's in this. I'm film sorry, with Billy me. Lord. But I don't think Carrie Fisher is very good in this film. Billy Lord, if your bloody mum's going to get you a role, make her get you a bigger role. Jesus. She doesn't do anything in this film. You should, you should have played Sith Ripio. <laughs> Sith Ripio just changes gender and it's never explained. It'd be great. Fuck Anthony Daniels. Oh, mate, he came out hard against the Disney films the other day. What? Yeah. Why? Oh, just saying like that they don't capture the imagination like the what? original films. What? But in the future, they had him saying... I'm pretty, sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's old. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they gave him like a fat check to say that. Is, is, is that why he had the outburst? Because he saw the feature and it's like, fuck, that's not what I said. <laughs> Maybe. Um, taking one last look, sir, at my friends as the Lars family that he was kidnapped from by Annie. It's Annie. <laughs> it's, it's little, it's, it's, little it's, Annie. Little Annie. And Quago Yin. We're going to see Anakin. We're going to see Liam Neeson. I hope so. He's going to be fighting uh, Darth Maul. And he's going to say, you took everything from me. And Darth Maul's going to say, I don't even know who you are. I have robotic legs now. He's going to be, um, no, he's going to be uh, on the phone. Fu- he's going to be doing talking to a hologram of Darth Maul and be like, I don't know who you are, but I will find you. And I will get the high ground on you. And I'll get the high ground on you. We're talking way too quietly now. Um, Carrie Fisher emerges. Look, Acting wise, exceptional. I think she is fine. Yeah, the the, The the, makeup on her. They screwed. You said that. I thought it was digital. I thought it must be. I thought it had to be because her face looks nuts. Her face looks um, terrible. I'm really sure that JJ 
told the makeup artist, try to make her look younger. Yeah. Which is they stupid. didn't do that. They didn't do that with Han. Who no, Han looks right. I think I, I said when right. we were watching it. I think this is peak Harrison Ford handsome. Which That's really stupid because he maybe, looks like an old man. Maybe I think he looks fucking incredible with his hair, with the skin. It's he looks and, amazing. Um, I, with Leia, they kind of like gave her like they tried to hide the wrinkles on her face. Yeah, it looks very. And it weird. looks. It just looks odd. And this is one. Really good praise I give to Last Jedi. Leia looks wonderful. I, I'm, I'm a really fair person, okay, towards Last Jedi. We'll see next week. <laughs> um, uh, she looks good. In, she looks great in Last Jedi. She looks, she looks like Jedi. an old lady, which she is. Like, hmm. just embrace it, Jesus. I, I I'm really annoyed thinking about how that was a decision that they made, for all the wrong reasons. Like, who wants to see Leia look like Leia? We want to see how the characters have changed. Yeah. That's the point of these movies. Um. Then we get Ray on Kylo's ship being force interrogated, and I, I, I'll say that there is a moment from um, from when they leave, they they reach the resistance uh, base, yeah. base, and it feels everything is really rushed um, at this point of the movie. That's, that's another kind of like all point to me because it's like really rushed. They just go to Leia and they say, "Oh, I know the Death Star," and and then they like, pull oh, up the they plans. Blow it up, and it's like. We blow up you this specific this thing. for the story, I guess, but it's like... It could have been more creative. could have been more creative. It could have been better. It could have been flying into the core of the planet. Like it, my, favorite bit is, Jedi. my favorite bit is when BB's like freaking out about seeing Poe. Yeah, it's, it's great. Good. It's really good. Makes, makes BB-8 so have happy. so much character. And I, oh, I'm i like, Poe, you should have hugged BB-8. And I know why he couldn't hug him, because it would have fucked the head or something. He would like screw with it. Like this thing costs twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> like, you can't, can't. You can't touch it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's good. It'd be so funny if he just like picked him up and like held yeah, him like, like, yeah, like a little like, like a, a little soccer ball. Yeah, like that. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, he might do that in Rise of Skywalker. We'll see. Um, they improved the technology. Yeah, yeah. Ray is getting interrogated by Kylo. I love this scene, and I'll tell you good. why. Good. It's a good scene. Yeah, I'll tell you why. The Force is really fucking silly. The whole idea of the Force is really silly. The way we represent the Force is really silly. Yeah, like... Extend your arm. Extend your arm, reach out with your mind, and somehow with your hand as well, for some reason, even though you don't need to. Um, It depends how powerful you are that you stop Exactly, exactly. Like, Yoda just, like, lightly lifts his hand and he just does it. Palpatine doesn't do shit. Oh, no, he uses his feet. He uses his feet to electrocute him. Um, No, Snoke is the... Strongest one, I guess, because he uses the lightning. He like, just like glances off the ground. He doesn't yeah. even try. It's good. I love. I love when he like uses his fingers just to make the lightsaber flick around to hit her in the head. That's like my favorite Snoke bit. That's 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 a good moment. That's from last funny, year. Ryan. Yeah, it's like, it's, that's it's, a good... it's, it's the high point of the emotional moment of the film. But that was funny, Ryan. The point I wanted to make is that the Force is really stupid, and it's really hard to make convincing. Another huge point we have to make in this scene is this is when Kylo removes his mask. And he's played by a legendary... Really handsome guy. Yeah, you said I, some I, shit. I go back on my words. He's a good-looking guy. I, I regret what I said. He's a really good-looking guy. I was guy. just thinking of... I don't like how he looks in Last Jedi with his shirt off. Oh, man. Ben Swallow. Ben Swallow. I, I just found it funny... Oh, it's really funny. Are you Which kidding? is like, it's, it's, it's like, because you know what it is? It's the nipple high pants. Yeah, it's like the pants that come up like right under his pecs. So, like, I, I think I looked at that and I'm like, that's not attractive. 
No, it's not attractive, right? He, he but was... then I look him in this film and I'm like, he, he looks alright. Of course, the thing I didn't put together until I was just re-watching Last Jedi, um, not re-watching Last Jedi, thinking about Last Jedi um, after Empire, was that's like the, the mirror of the Vader helmet scene. Is it the first time you see him in a state of vulnerability? No, that was just a joke Ryan wanted to make. Uh, probably. <laughs> Could you please put on a towel or something? Um, Ryan probably saw him uh, Adam Driver with a shirt on. We're like, <laughs> yeah, he got in good shape for this. Um, I, I have to point out, Adam Driver first of all is like a military veteran. Um, he ha- runs a so workshop behind the footage, behind the scene footage. He looks great while he's like training for the lightsaber. Oh fight. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and Just also, he, but he runs like workshops for helping um, veterans uh, rehabilitate using group theatre and community theatre as well as like theatre exercises. Um, he is an immensely talented actor in so many of his things. He's like Adam Driver is a bloody legend. And I, I, I love that JJ stuck to his guns and said, we are going to cast mostly unknowns or actors who are mostly known for indie films like Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver. Like, Adam Driver's most famous thing before this was Girls, which mm. is the Lena Dunham show. Like, it's it's incredible that... In, in, you know, you, you're the villain of Star Wars, right? Like, you've got to follow up... You've got to follow up Christopher Lee, James Earl Jones, Ian McDermott. Who do you get? Adam Driver? On paper, it sounds like a terrible idea. He kills it. He's I think all right. He He's is good. the best part He's of... good. He is the best part of the first two-thirds of Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is really good in this and this scene he's where really he's holding his arm out and all it is is he's holding his arm she's shaking he's shaking it's sound design it's beautiful sound design of like this rumbling and this echo and it's Dutch angles and it's just really intense camera work and there's this beautiful pan where Ray pushes back with the force against him and you can see her peering into his mind and we're going to get to it with the final battle but this for me answers what makes Ray so powerful no, you continue your thing. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I well, feel that's like that scene. Yeah. I feel like this—that's the moment that Ray realizes she's special. Exactly, because he knows this guy is really powerful. Yep, and she can. She literally his mind. saw him stop her. Yes. with the force, and he, he and can't he, stop her. He can't stop her. Yeah, it's like why? So that's when he she realizes, and most importantly, she realizes she can see into other people's minds. Yeah, and that's what gives her the idea to do the Jedi mind trick next. I'll yeah. argue. So well, I'll say uh, something cool, yeah, yeah. uh, trivia wise. Um, have you seen the audition tape for Ray? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's this scene. It's this scene. It's great, and see, that's great, and that's the whole reason she got hired because of the audition tape. For it's this. a great audition tape. Ray uh, convinces James Bond. Oh to... well, 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 we get the uh, Snoke telling Kylo, "Bring Kylo this girl one. to me. Bring this girl." No, to me. saying. What do you mean you can't uh, see the fucking message? From She's the... strong with the force, untrained, but stronger than she knows. And then Hux walks in. Yes. And Kylo Ren yeah. sees that he's walking in and he kind of like hides himself and he's yeah. he's shown to be like a young, afra- a guy that is afraid. Yeah. Because he doesn't and he like wants to imitate Vader. Yeah, and he because he doesn't like to be seen without his mask on. Exactly. So I, I like that idea, and I wish he kind of had that. Well, no, you had a great idea for when he should put his mask back on. Yeah. But um, he storms back to get Ray, and Ray convinces James Bond yes. to loosen her restraints, and it's great because she, she fucks it up a few times. Like he's like, "I'll tighten those restraints, criminal scum," and um, then she just relaxes. She says it, 
and then you see his whole posture kind of change and then um, I will loosen those restraints and you'll drop your weapon and I'll drop my weapon I'm on. so good Kylo walks back into the room oh no it's so good and then the sparks fly out in the corridor a bit of debris like skits across the floor flaming two and then drugs, these two, two troopers two troopers walk in I'm one of one Mr. Bush and down one back is that true? I think so yeah I'm gonna watch it it's so good it's such a funny moment nah no, no, no they just they just turn talking shit they yeah. turn towards they, each they other turn, they, turn they don't say anything they're just like yep nope. another one of Kylo's rants let's yep. uh, go the other way so good I really like that I, I love how they humanise the troopers yep and then we get to the most anime moment in Star Wars the most anime moment yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the circular base is sucking a star suck suck suck, suck. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yeah, and it's like literally sucking the sun, which yeah. is like... <laughs> That's kind of silly. It's so silly. That's kind of silly. But you pointed out the thematic thing it does, which is when the light goes, the weapon's charged. Well, uh, yeah. Later, Poe, when they're trying to destroy the weapon, Poe says, as long as there is light, there is hope. Exactly. Because as soon as the sun is completely drained, they can suit. Exactly, yeah. Which is also thematic thing of... You know, the force. Yeah, yeah, of course. Light and darkness. The light versus darkness. And I mean, it happens. Of course, the light runs out at a very pivotal moment that we'll get to. We'll get to it. Um, Well, we'll get to... We get to um, Poe... Not Poe. Finn and Han and Chewie arrive into the planet. Arrive on the planet. And they go into the base. What department did you work in again? Sanitation. Sanitation. Sanitation? It's all right. Solo, we'll we'll use the force. Did you just call me... No, that's earlier... That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold? Chewbacca <laughs> yeah. is so whiny for the first half uh, uh, of this movie. He's doing things, though. He is doing things. Yeah. That's a, a good upgrade. Yep. Well, it's not an upgrade. It's a real I have to point out, he basically wins the Battle of Endor for them in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Chewbacca rules. Chewbacca is, without a doubt, the coolest fucking character. You said that like five times already. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> that good. No, but other characters... Uh, well, yeah, Dexter Jetstar, <laughs> Elaine Slee's Bagano, I think R2 is very clearly, truly the most awesome character. Guess what film does nothing with R2? The That's film that right. is, doesn't feature R2 at this all. This movie. Um, something I, uh, I'll say it's, an, it's a problem in the film is that when they're walking around the Starkiller base... No tension. It's not very sensible. There's barely any droids, and the way they capture Phasma is just by hitting her. They just grab her. They just grab her out of a hallway. F and two F and two eight one eight seven. Two one eight seven. Yeah. Two one eight seven. Um. Yeah, and they uh, throw her down trash a trash compactor. They throw her down a cra- trash compactor off screen, and she dies off screen. She definitely dies. She no, does she not doesn't die. She's dead. No. No. She, <laughs> she's. Are you saying that? There's three of them. It's just a different one every movie. Yeah, they're clones. They're clones. Maybe they should use a clone army. Um, Maybe you should be given clone army. There's a great bit where Han says, we've got to give the troops some help. So they decide to set these charges. And Chewie takes the high ground. Han takes the low ground. And there's a great moment where they say, we'll meet back here. And you don't realize it, but that's the last time they speak to each it's other. the last time they speak to each other. Then Han finishes <laughs> placing his charges. It would have been hilarious if he said, and you're a good friend, Chewie. Exactly, yeah. I'll see you in five minutes. Chewie, after this job, let's retire. Let's go to a nice island. I know this nice island. With I've got to apologize to Leia. I've been mean to tell her something yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have Ben with us. We'll go and see Luke as well. 
Han walks onto the gangplank to confront his son. I love that he calls him Ben. It's the first time you hear his name. Yes. Now, people complain that he names him after Obi-Wan. No. I don't I don't care. Do you know that's Been part of the extended universe? Sure. That when they had twins, one of them was called Ben. No, that one was called whatever. Cool. I, I wouldn't care what his name was. I, I don't even know if it is for Ben Kenobi. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I come in for Ben Kenobi. Who, who, but Han why didn't, is that a problem? Han, Han didn't have a connection with Ben. That's the argument. Oh, but Leia did. And Leia knows that Ben Kenobi Obi-Wan saved her. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are my only hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. No, that's Obi-Wan. right. I've never... Uh, this is so rude because I when I when I finished the film for the first time, I, I was like, wait a second, how is he Darth Vader's grandson? I'm like, oh, right, because of Leia. And it's so weird that, like, my male, you know, nerd brain wouldn't consider that Leia is the legitimate heir to Vader. Of course she is. Like, it's... it's I, I really like that it's not Luke's son. I just want to make that point. I really like that it's Han and Leia's yeah. kid. Yeah. I think it's a really smart idea, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, Lovely calls him Ben. Now, you and I had a theory, which circulated on the internet pretty prevalently. Ah, uh, yes, that yes. That Kylo, because of the way he behaves in this movie, and because of what he the, says... All the lines he says in this scene... Add to this theory. Add to this theory. And all the scenes outside and, the and, scene. And the scene when he's talking to the helmet. Oh, oh yeah. I know what I have to do, but yes. I don't know if I have to... Help me, grandfather. Uh, yeah, and I'll finish not- what you started. This Ever. is very important. That's what he literally says that. Yeah. What's the last Jedi? No. It's gone. What the fuck does he believe in? What you and I thought Kylo was doing, which would have been genius, and Last Jedi almost does it, is that it Kylo... Doesn't do it. it doesn't do it at all. It doesn't. No. It does one bit of it. Kylo seems like he's trying to find a way out. And the only way he can find a way out is by killing Snoke. But Snoke has such a powerful hold over him, and Snoke is able to read his mind and influence his actions, so the only way Kylo can get close to Snoke is if he proves himself by killing Han. And uh, that's why he kills Han. I always thought of it as when Ben was training, when yep. Kylo was training, he got contacted by Snoke, yep. and Luke knew about it, yep. and Luke actually told him, you need to go with him. Like... It was Luke's idea to make right. him go with him. Oh, and that's why. That's interesting. And that's why Luke is in the island. That's way more interesting and than the Last Jedi. Imagine if they were, imagine if Snoke was like another teacher that like Luke met, mm. and then they had a disagreement. Maybe they had a fight, and that's why Snoke scarred. And Ben just decided like Snoke. I can't, it kind of like escalates and all his kind of like Sidious and Obi Wan. And it's like wow, I can't believe all everyone died because yeah. of my my actions, my yeah. actions, and that's why he's depressed. Yeah, yeah, and anything except what they did is basically what you're saying. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Kylo kills um, Han Solo. Yes. For many people, it was a very devastating death. For me, it looked like Han Solo. It looked like Harrison Ford was like, finally, mm-hmm. I can rest. There's that famous picture of like uh, Mark Hamill and uh, Harrison Ford yeah. in a bench in a, in a park. Yeah. And they're like both smiling. And it's like, oh, they're out, star- they're out-, they're out of Star Wars yeah. now. <laughs> they're free. They're so happy now. Okay, so Han Solo dies. Chewbacca. Really well done. Uh, Finn and Rey get a reaction shot. Yep. Chewbacca gets... A roar! His reaction shot is like three times longer than everyone else's. Because it should be. Of course it should be. Yes, it's great. And that's the moment when the sun is fully drained. That's right. So they're lit. He's lit like with a bit of blue light on the right, which represents the light, and red on on the left, which represents the dark. And then what happens is that um, 
fucking uh, the sun is drained the sun is drained and darkness just creeps into everything and the entire image turns red it's mm. great it's really really good actually um Chewbacca immediately takes his bowcaster and shoots it into Kylo and as you pointed out we've seen how powerful the bowcaster is to make a point in, in the movie in the movie to make it like so how powerful it is and he shoots it directly into Kylo who I want to remind you is a child he has seen grown up I kind of feel like the reason he doesn't actually kill him yeah is because, because he actually has known him for, since he was a child that's a good thought he's really angry so he suits him mm. but he's not actually trying to kill him yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's great and oh my god Chewbacca goes into rampage and kills oh, like Chewbacca 10, kills 10 troopers so like many nothing. it's so good and this is Something I would have changed about the film. Yeah. That should have been the moment that... That moment should he... Kylo Ren should have picked up the helmet and put it when on. When he's going for Rey and Finn. Yeah. He yeah. should walk through the hallways. He should, like, force pull the helmet from the interrogation room and just, like, pull it on his head. And he embraces being the Vader of this story. And I know JJ wanted, you know, to have Kylo emoting throughout mm. the fight later. So that's Which the is reason. Good. A good choice. Put it on. It's a good choice. But I would... I think thematically that, it would have been very would have been really good if he put it on yeah um, and, and, there, and here's something that I, I really like yeah is that uh, Kylo Ren can make it to the forest yeah before them because they have to go down all those stairs that's true yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah I love that he's bleeding oh another thing I want to point out so we watched two whole films of Hayden Christensen trying to be a mopey aggressive young and man right them. the women not the just children. the men but the children, but the women and children too. And to be fair, most of it's in the writing. I think Adam Driver, if he'd been the right age, would have been a perfect Anakin. Yeah, it would like, have been good. You see the full potential for what that character could have been within three scenes of this movie. Like just mm-hmm. that interrogation scene with Ray, you 100% see what Anakin could have been as a character. So fascinating. He, They fight in the forest. Finn picks up the lightsaber, of course, um, and fights with him for a good while. And with no experience... He's playing with him. Yeah, yeah, Kylo's toying with him. He's treating it like sparring. Like, he kicks Finn down several times and doesn't go for the killing blow. Like, he just wants to... He wants to kind of aggravate him and torture him. And, like, he eventually um, stabs the hilt of his blade into Finn's shoulder to burn him. Then kicks the lightsaber away and he slices Finn up his back, which should be a much more significant injury in the next movie, but it isn't. Um, Yeah. uh, You pointed out that he... That Finn shouldn't have been in, in the film at all. Finn? Yeah, in the second one. He Did should have been, He should have been in that comma for the whole film, right? Oh, sure. I, I didn't know if I made that point. Like, his comma should have been, like, very long-lasting. But I kind of oh, like... Oh, maybe. I, I always, I I always yeah. wanted to see more of Finn because I, know, I like yeah, the character. Same, so same. Yeah. I didn't like I, I think he could have been in, like... He could have got, like, robot legs, like Luke or something, rather than... Yeah. Like like, something, uh, like, like, a, a, like an exoskeleton. Yeah, like in... Death Stranding. Exactly, an exoskeleton. Or, like... Yeah. Uh, Elysium. Elysium. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, then Kylo goes to force pull the lightsaber. Force pull. His force is weak. I think that's worth acknowledging. Like, even though he force pushes Ray, it's obvious that it takes like a lot for him to do it, and he doesn't use the force again during this entire fight. Well, you can argue something that Disney has been doing with the force. Yeah, it's that it's a very emotional thing. Very obviously, Kylo is in a lot of distress in that moment yes and um, it's harder to him to do it it is different from the original very and different from the prequels but the prequels the force was like 
The Force was like a, a power-up, an ability. Yeah, it was like a bit of the game. Yeah. Whereas in the original, it's like, it's like meditation. It's, really it's like um, a meditative thing. Yeah, so it's like, it's trilogies doing the Force in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. It's really are. weird. And the Mandalorian's doing the Force in a different way too. Well, Mandalorian is doing what what this this is doing. That's true. It's very That's emotional. why uh, yeah. Baby Yoda in Mandalorian, he can use the Force instantly. He didn't have any training, but he's a really Force-sensitive and it's an emotional thing. The thing I kind of don't like about them, we'll talk about this in the Mandalorian podcast, is that there's something so special about the fact that Yoda yeah, no. has trained to get to that point. And Baby Yoda just instantly... I, I, I gotta say, I, I do love Luke the first time he uses the Force. Oh, it's so good. And I love... That, that moment, you asking the impossible. Oh, Dad. It's the great It's the greatest. It's the that, greatest. That is one of the best moments in Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Um, they fight in the forest. Um, now, I have a theory about... Of course, they fight, they fight. Kylo gets her onto the edge of the cliff. And then they have the great standoff where he's like... You need a teacher. I can train you. Join me. Um, and then what happens is Ray. I, I can show you the ways of the Force. And Ray says, The Force. And she closes her eyes. And it's not explained what she does. And a lot of people. And then she becomes incredibly powerful. And I think what she's doing is she is reading his mind. And she knows exactly what he's going to do. And that's why she's able to beat him. Because that's the one thing she knows how to do. Yeah, my, my argument, which is similar to yours, yeah, is that yeah. in, um, she's always thought she's a child and, and someone that has never been special. Exactly. She's never yeah. been special in her life. And it's like in within a day. Yeah, yeah. So she's experiencing all this shit. Oh, and yeah, stuff. so much has happened. And um, and in the in the interrogation scene, yeah. when Kylo like kind of fails to read her mind, that's when she realizes she has the force right and uses it to escape. Exactly. Since then, few things have happened. Yeah. You know, like Han has died, Finn's almost dead. Yeah. And then when he mentions the force again when they're fighting, yeah. that's, that's when she's like. Right, the force. Realizing. Yeah. And that's what she starts doing, what you mentioned. Yeah. Um, another thing, this is a small thing I would have added if I was doing like a script pass on this, which they'd never let me do because I'd leak everything. Um, just kidding, Disney. Yeah, we we, we would make a, a podcast and you would take the whole story. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like tell, tell you through scene by scene like what's yeah. going to happen. But um, the final beat of her beating Kylo is they push his lightsaber into the ground. It starts to steam. And I and she's um, she's got just bare hands and arms and he's got his like leather gloves and everything. I kind of wish there was a scene earlier when she's on Jakku of her like brewing her food or something and you just see that she's used to handling incredibly hot steaming like items or yeah, like pipes or something like yeah her, she's got like calloused hands and all this stuff and I kind of wish that was the final thing that like let her beat Kylo was that he can't take the heat of like the snow melting against his hand and then she manages to overpower him and get his lightsaber away by the way when she cuts his face like this huge huge cut. gash like his his face is wrecked. Like he should he should be way worse in Last Jedi than what he is. Mm. Then we have the most anime moment in the history of Star Wars until Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> where the entire ground between them, it's, it's like a Harry Potter moment where the ground between them gets ripped in half. And I think even when I saw this the first time, I was like, so "That's has the high ground." Fucking stupid. She does have the high ground. It, um, it, it is kind of stupid. It's really but dumb. it's 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 to give a reason why she doesn't just kill him. Yes, that's correct. That's the one thing it's there for. That's the reason it's there. And also, like, nice visual, but it's kind of stupid. Yeah, imagine if Snoke was revealed to be a hologram just here when the rubble's falling So cool. That would have been great. 
Then uh, they escape the planet. Chewbacca then, whoa, 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 flies them out of the Snoke Falcon. says something really important. Yes. Oh, bring me Kylo. It is it's time. time to finish his training. Yep. Which is like, oh, damn. Yeah. He killed Han. Yeah. What is beyond that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then we get to the Rebel base. Oh. And your biggest problem with the film. No, no. Is this your biggest problem? This, no, no, absolutely. My biggest problem with the film is the um, is the lack of thematic consistency with like the the, the the death and the sense of like weight of the stormtroopers and the fact that the film is so indebted to Star Wars for the first 40 minutes and then becomes a very generic Star Wars movie for the rest of it. Like the, Those things are actual huge problems. This thing is just a correction that every single person who saw this film pointed out, which is that Chewbacca gets off the Falcon, Leia is approaching Rey, who she has not met, has not had a single line with, and Chewbacca walks right past Leia, and Leia does not hug Chewbacca. You can see it in the shot. Chewbacca walking past her. Yep, it's really noticeable. Here's the thing. J.J. Abrams acknowledges this is a problem. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know why Leia and Rey hug. Oh, uh, because they're both force-sensitive. Who knows that? Her or Rey? But they can all both sense each other. Okay. That's the idea. It's not in the movie, but yeah. It's, it is clearly in the movie. Okay. It is 100% in the movie that that's what's going on. Okay. That's why it, no one else knows that Hans has died. Yeah. That's why they're celebrating. Sure. No one knows Hans has died except these two, uh, Chewie, who is mourning. Mo- Chewie's mourning. Chewbacca, it's mourning Han Solo. On his own. <clears throat> and then, then we, get, we get the original character of Star Wars. I want to remind people. MVP. The, the character who is introduced before Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Darth Vader... Obi Wan, he he is the stormtroopers. Yeah, he he is the character. Well, him and C three PO. Yeah, but R two is more important than three three PO. Yeah. but it's their banter. R two is the R two is the original MacGuffin of Star Wars. Yeah, but their banter is what starts. Oh, totally. And that's the inspiration for Star Wars. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. R two has been sitting, having a nap for the whole film. He wakes up when BB eight approaches him and says, "Oh, yeah, I've got the missing piece of the map." Now, I don't know how, as a screenwriter, you can defend this fucking decision. Um, all it had to be, all it had to be was the map was complete. That's all it had to be. Here's the thing. It could have, you know what, it could have been complete. Yeah. Except we don't have time to go and see Look, because we need to um, stop the Death Star, right? Yeah. Or even simpler, the map's encrypted. It will take us too long to decipher it. We've got to get to the Rebel base. Yeah. And then while they're battling, the map's being decoded by by R two and BB eight. Yeah, that, that's this is one of the things I would ask JJ. Why did he do that? Why you do this? Well, what started him is the big question. You know what I think it was? I think they wanted R two and three PO not to be the main focus, and they wanted BB eight to shine. And no, no, yes, yes. So that is just leave R two on the base. Just leave R two with look. Yeah. That's what you should do. And the final character you meet before Luke is Artu, and he's covered in moss and grass. You know, you, you know you can't do that. Oh, you know man. why? Why? I get to it. Oh, Ryan. Um, you know what I love though? Imagine the the image of just they get to Artu, and uh, Chew and Chewbacca gets off the Falcon, and they just see an Artu just sitting there covered in moss, and they think he's dead. And then they go up to him, and he's still alive, but he's just like, he, he doesn't have anything to do. Gets really happy to see Chewbacca. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, I've been alone on this island for so long. I can't go up these stairs, my jetpacks don't work anymore. Chewbacca has a car at him. He's like, oh, that's crow, he's back. 
Oh, like Super Mario. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh man, we should write Star Wars. We should write this movie. Jesus. Well, not this one. This this one made more money than any movie in history, except for two. So like, Jesus. It's now fifth, right? It's now the fifth highest grossing yep. movie in history. Infinity War and Endgame. Jesus. Ray kisses Finn, leaves him in the coma, um, gets on the Falcon, waves goodbye to Leia with footage that absolutely is going to be reused for Rise of Skywalker. It's that. It's that shot is reused for the trailer. Yeah, they did a good job cutting out, cutting her out. Yeah, but they they're used to that now. That's like a very easy thing to do. They do that it just takes a long time. Movie. Huh? They do that in every movie. Everyone does that in everything now. Like Fincher does this thing all the time where he'll he'll have a locked off two shot and he'll like cut down the middle of the screen and take a take from one take and match it with a take from another. For the no, it's a real no. It's a good technique. <laughs> it's just funny to think about. It's, a, it's no, a funny, or even like even simpler. It's a good, I know it's a good technique. It's just funny to think that's how we're making movies. No, it's a good way to make movies because you're paying attention to the things that actually matter, like the interchange between characters. But um, um and it's gone from huge pre-production time and, and short post-production to pre-production being like two weeks, long, yeah. like not too long, then shooting, and then post-production is huge. Post-production is like a year on these things. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, that's complete. the difference. I, I know, I know. But but it, it is a very useful technique, and I've tried it before, and it's very useful. Um, yeah, I'm not complaining yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I, I know that you acknowledge David Fincher is probably... knows his shit. God, imagine if Fincher had done Last Jedi. Oh. There's an alternate oh universe God. where he said yes. Yes. Did he Somewhere no? out there. Did he say no? Yeah, Did they ask no. him? Yeah, no. Kathleen Kennedy asked him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I think sucks. he was. I think he was one of the first people she called. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, who would be your dream? We we've talked about the like, feature. I, I know. I, I know that like we we don't want our favorite directors directing Star Wars, but like Spielberg for the first one, right? We already did this. Did we? Yes. Spielberg. Fully. Fincher. We do this. Who wraps it up? It was Spiel. No, it was Cameron. Spiel- Cameron. No, 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 no. It was Spielberg, Lynch, Miller. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, but I think Fincher instead of Lynch. Spielberg, Fincher, sure. Cam- uh, Spielberg, Fincher, Miller. Miller. I don't know about Miller even. I think Cameron. If he, Cameron, if, he's Cameron. He, he'd never do it. That's the thing. But like, all those directors, dream. all Whatever. those directors would no one never do it. it. No one's gonna do it. No one wants to do it anymore. Except Deborah Chow, Except who's like thrilled for the John opportunity Palmer. and deserves it. John yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he directs one. They go to the island of Ark Two, and they get there within one minute. It's really infuriating. Yeah, no, like I remember after seeing the map. Being yeah. fully formed. Oh, that's going to take thinking, ages in the oh, next no, movie. Not even that. I was thinking, man, next movie could be about that. Yeah, yeah. They might take that, like half an hour. That's how you do a different movie from Empire. Exactly. It's just the whole film. It's like about going from planet to planet. Why do they have to get to the island in this film? Is it just so that they can show Mark Hamill? Yeah, it's to have Mark Hamill in the film. That's stupid. No, no, it's fine. Why do you need the movie, the next movie to be about going planet, planet to planet? There's no, there's no reason why that has to be the movie. It's a movie I would have liked to see. But it doesn't have to be like that. Now, the build-up to finding Luke is exceptional. The atmosphere of this island sets the tone for what you think is going to be a spectacular, mystical discovery on this planet. Oh my god, the buildings look like... The, the cobblestone, the so rock. many... Like, it looked like it had some, so much history It's an ancient them. civilization. Like, there's a shot of her walking past just a wall, and it looks exquisite. Like, it's unbelievable how good this place looks. And you're not, not going to find it if you just give him sec- five know, seconds, five seconds. It's, it's beautiful. Like, it's unbelievable how good this place looks. 
Yeah, it's amazing. They re- she reaches Luke. He turns around with his dick out because he's peeing off a cliff. Yeah, of course. And he pulls off his hood. Now, I just want to tell you the story on Mike, which is that Mark Hamill went through something like six months of physical therapy and training before he read the script because the script got revealed pretty late before production, obviously. Yeah. And um, he assumed that he was going to have a fight scene because they were putting him through all this training. But, of course, they did it just for the insurance so that, like, he'd be considered safe for filming. And when he found out, he was like, I, I just turn but around. That's my, all I do. That's what I said. In my sense, this movie started. No, this, the next movie started, Luke literally lights his lightsaber and have a fight that lasts 30 seconds and then ends saying, who are you? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just teasing that's the opening her. of the film. And he's just teasing her like Pi May and Kill Bill. Like, that'd yeah. be great to see Luke be like the disgruntled mentor like that. Yeah. And he sort it. of is in Last Jedi, but it's... We'll, we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. This movie ends with, without a question, the worst final shot of any Star Wars movie, including the prequels. It is just a helicopter... No, what about the Phantom Menace with guy lifting the thing that's great no it's not it's fucking boss Nass. you know I love boss Nass. peace ironically you love him no I love him no you didn't great you character you love him no you not my list of great film characters <laughs> yeah exactly it's an iconic phrase this would have been Dexter Yixta okay my list of great oh film my God, characters is this the gonna be on Rise of Skywalker my list of great film characters is um the, the grandfather from Wild Strawberries fucking Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood uh, Charles Foster Kane and Boss Nass and right beneath that is um, bloody uh, I don't know um, fucking uh, Michael Corleone from The Godfather mm-hmm. Boss Nass is just above him yep yep <laughs> imagine Boss Nass edited into The Godfather I'm gonna make him an offer you can't refuse <laughs> you can't refuse you know what she was beautiful in uh, the milkshake scene have a milkshake you have a milkshake I have a straw that goes way to your mix. I break it up. Don't bully me, boss Ness. <laughs> Did you think your song and dance could confuse me? I am the third revelation. Jesus Christ. Uh. Alright, let's finish this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Three hours. Um, I'm 20. Oh man, what a great movie. Yeah. It's so much better than Jedi. You mean Return of the Jedi? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Both. <laughs> yeah. Last Jedi. Both of I, them. I, I said this. I remember before we before we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said Rogue One. I still prefer Rogue One to this. No, yeah. I get that. I get that. But you said Rogue One is better than like, the Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi is better Force than Awakens. Force Awakens was, better, it was behind. Yeah, I've changed that. You yeah, changed that. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I did the contrary. <laughs> I said... Rogue One was behind Return of the Jedi. Oh, so oh now it's Jedi ahead. Said, it's actually ahead yeah, of it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so our, our, our rankings now are exactly the same, except with Force Awakens and uh, like Rogue One swapped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll probably change back one day. Um, this film really suffers for being such a setup for the next film. It does. What, it does what Empire does. The one weakness of Empire is that Return of the Jedi comes after it. This movie does that, but so much worse. Yeah, no, it's it's completely true. That, that, that was the biggest thing on this. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it next okay, week. Okay, question. Um, yeah, yeah. After watching this film and having yes. fun with it. And a lot of fun. Talking about it for three hours and a bit. Yeah. Are you hopeful for Rise of Skywalker? Any hope? <sighs> yeah, I am. You know why? Because it's JJ, it's Dan Mindell, it's not Lawrence Kasdan and JJ doing the script. It's Chris Terrio, which I think is the biggest red flag. 
Yeah, I know. Um, That's like Benioff or Wise. One of those two. It's worse, I'd argue. Because Benioff has written some good stuff. Oof. Yeah, like the thing is like, ooh, with that writer. Ooh. We, um, we don't know. We don't know. We don't, it could be amazing. It could be amazing. Um, I okay. do have more hope because I feel like just the raw cinematic energy of JJ and Mindell is going to carry the movie really well for at least 30% of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I want is for them to make a fun movie. That. Yeah. I said with Force Awakens, I was hoping... I was like, I had a little hope. Like, this... What if this was the first Star Wars film? Yeah. Came out, and I'm like, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty best. good. And you know then, I, then I'm like, Last Jedi. JJ set up the cinematic language yep. of the front of the trilogy Ryan Johnson is an interesting director he could make the definitive Star Wars support. exactly yeah he could literally change what Star and Wars is and then the movie came out which is what I thought they were going to do is change what Star Wars is yeah and then the movie came out and I was like well my hopes are gone and now with Rise Skywalker it's like mm. just make a good movie yeah literally just make a good movie mask, and you, yeah. you know what you know what this movie was meant to do which it did perfectly just make you forget about the prequels. Yeah. That's all this movie was designed to do. That's why there is not one scene of politics. There is not one scene explaining how the Galactic Republic That's works. That's politics are like... Yep. That's why there is very little lightsaber action in the film. That's why the action in the film is shot very dynamically and, and interesting. Practical and practical effects. This movie was made as an anti-prequels movie. And you know what? As far as reboots go, I think this is one of the most effective reboots any franchise has ever what had. What are like the best reboots... That's the thing. There's not a lot. Um, this is probably the best. Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is by far the best. It's not a reboot though. It's a sequel. It's it's, a, it's straight sequel. Yeah, this is like a sequel, but it's more than a sequel. It's a it's reboot. More a reboot. It is a reboot. Um, what else? I don't know. Okay, yeah, so it's a tough one. I'm gonna get into my um, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. This is gonna be sound really silly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll argue it's not like the two moons. You might look at it that way, but sure, I, I yeah, like no, it's no, no, not no, that at all. Please. Okay. So. On the island. On the island, we have three characters. Yep. They get to the island. We have Ray, it's Ray Chewbacca. Chewbacca, and Archie Yes. So, I read before last year I came out. This is true. This is, in- this, this is a true thing. Yeah. Well, J.J. Abrams was writing his script. Ryan came to him and said, oh, could you change something about your script? He said, oh, what do you want? And he said, well, you have BB-8 going with Chewbacca and, and Ray, Ray to the island. To the island, yeah. right? And he said, because oh, he's the character that Ray has bonded with through the film. Yeah, that's make, the character he sense. knows. Yeah. Like, that's what it makes sense. And then he said, well, can you change it to R2? And JJ, who's a guy, nice guy, is like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he changed it to R2-D2. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Yeah. We're going to get into it next week. But Carrie Fisher died six months before Last Jedi comes out. A if year. not more, a, a year. year, a year. I don't believe for a second that Ryan wasn't legitimately asked whether or not they keep her dead in the film. And it would be a bad send off for her, but it would free Rise of Skywalker from having to work their way hmm. through having an actor who is a central character, who is the last living main character from the original trilogy represented on screen when the actress is dead. It's an impossible task. Impossible. You know what they should have done? Edit the end of the last year. I, I, I am not an advocate for changing a director's movie. This is part of the biggest franchise on earth. 
um, second biggest now because of Marvel. Yeah. They should have just cut Luke's death before he dies. Luke is still alive on the island. He's there. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He's still alive. Yeah. Have Leia Leia die somehow. Yeah. With respect to her, have the scene with her and Luke if you can. Otherwise, have her die when she sucked out the airlock. It's a terrible send-off for her. But the way they're going to treat her in Rise of Skywalker is going to make me incredibly uncomfortable. I know it's it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be wrong. It's going to be so wrong. It's going to be wrong. There is no way it will feel right. And as soon as I see her, I feel like I'm going to just know that something's off. Anyways, for the thing I was talking about, the the droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I heard that and I'm like, oh man, that's because Ryan Johnson had such a great idea for his film. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at it differently. I'm looking at it like Ryan Johnson was so focused on the story he wanted to tell that he changed another film so he would have his story. And then you hear about how Ryan finished his script before J.J. finished the script. I can't believe that. And then you hear this, that story about changing the droids, and it's like, yeah, maybe that actually happened, that Ryan Johnson finished the script before J.J. But the change with R2 makes sense for Last Jedi. Because it need it, R2's the one... Because convinces- J- Ryan is writing the script, and he thought, how can we make Luke actually start teaching yeah, yeah, it's a great change. Well, it's a great scene, but like that was his an- that was his only answer. So he's like, "Oh, I need Archie to be on it." But like my my thing is that um, if if he actually finished the script before JJ, mm. that story makes sense why he would ask that. So like we don't know if it's actually true if Ryan Johnson finished the script before JJ, yeah, but like that's an yeah. that's like an argument that could make it like. That's proof of it. I, I think we're going to talk a lot about Last Jedi next week and some of the decisions probably that's going to this. Yeah, probably. Jesus. Um, anyway, this is Force Awakens, um, mm-hmm. the fourth best Star Wars film. From your point of view. From my point of view, Rogue One is evil. From my point of view, The Force Awakens is the better ones. Um, well, Rogue One versus Force Awakens. It's a nice fight. It is a good fight. Two mm. very good films. Yeah. Two very, very good films. Um, can't wait for there to be a really good Star Wars feature film again. Like, actually, like, a real... There's never going to be one. Nothing's ever well, going to capture your childhood but, like the original trilogy. Ever. Ever. Unless they completely do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John which, Favreau comes in. Which Ryan almost did. John... No, no, no. I'm talking about... Totally different. I'm talking about no Imperials, oh. no Rebels. Love it. No Jedi. lightsabers. Yeah. just fuck off like thrust stone in the universe we land there and like, stone what is in going the universe, on here and it turns into a spaceship and the blue danube plays and then stanley kubrick spills paint all over the images yeah so um if your father gets hired to so run the next that could be good could Mandalorian be. is good people are idiots we've heard that people are not liking the last episode of Mandalorian. yeah they're morons which, which is episode four at the time of recording. yeah we, it's episode four that episode Fantastic. My favourite. Yeah, I phenomenal. Think. Phenomenal episode. Great. Great episode. I think better than episode three, which everyone was really hot for. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say episode two is better than three. I think they've gotten consistently better. I think one is mm. my least favourite. Two is really good. I think three is fantastic. I, I, yeah, I and guess... four is like unbelievable. Oh, four is so good. 
I've, I've thought about it so much since watching it. That's one of the best visuals oh, in Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, good. so good, so good, and, and it completely rips off one of our favorite movies. Yeah, one of the best movies ever made, and one of the Samurai. best movies of all yeah. ever made, which is the Seven Samurai. Yeah, and completely complete rip rips off. it off, shot for shot and beat for beat. Like, like the story is the same. Good, rip off Seven like, Samurai. Great. Do this Kurosawa film. Star Wars was inspired by Kurosawa. Even film. the soundtrack, now that I'm listening to it, is very Kurosawa inspired. If you think mm. about the soundtrack of Seven Samurai. Yeah, so good. Um, mate, are you more excited for Rise of Skywalker watching? Yeah, no, I watched this and it gave me hope again because I'm like, yeah, gave you a new hope. Yeah, new hope. Prepared to get the last shred Star next Wars, week. Episode seven, The Force Awakens, A New Hope. Our Hope for Awakens. Rise of Skywalker. Should I, say, should I name that the podcast? What? A New Hope for Rise of Skywalker. No. Um, call it uh, the uh, call it the the podcasters awaken. The because we're, we're suddenly awake again. Uh, After getting through. The I rough. know we're talking about the film a lot. I feel like the last few times we didn't talk about the film that much. Well, Empire especially. Well, with Empire, like, we talk about random shit. We didn't talk about Empire Je- at all. Jedi, like, what Jedi, can you say? It's Jedi, perfect. We did talk about Jedi quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about the film next week. <laughs> the most successful film of 2018 and 2017. Yeah, no, no. Of course it is. Yeah, not of course. It's going to be weird that this is not going to be... The highest grossing film of the year. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no way. It's, it's really... We have to think about that because it's the main episode of Star Wars. Especially following Force Awakens, which was the biggest film ever. Like, Avengers just fucking... I can't believe you and I actually thought that Endgame was going to do worse than Infinity War. No, no, I never said that. I did. And I, I actually did look at the trailers mm. and I saw that Infinity War had double the views than Endgame. Yeah, but that doesn't and I always thought, mm. mean something, yeah. And then I learned that that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, no, Endgame... Endgame just, yeah. just destroyed yeah. everything. It's crazy how well... It's really crazy. Like, to give you an idea, like, Titanic and Avatar held their records for over a decade. Yeah. That's that's unimaginable. Titanic yes. for almost 20 years. I don't think anything's going to beat that game now. No, nothing. 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 Something will. Something will. Avatar 2. Avatar 2, and then Avatar 3 will beat Avatar 2, and then Avatar 4 will beat Avatar 3, and then Avatar 5 will beat... <laughs> Cameron's just going to do it. No, I think Avatar 2 is going to beat... Might beat it, and then Avatar... Three is not gonna make. It's gonna make. I cannot. Gabe, literally, the day that they released the first image, not even the the trailer, the first image from the Avatar sequels. I think we need to do an emergency podcast. We need to. I. I, I, They have acknowledged that it is an unmarketable movie because nobody cares about seeing an Avatar sequel. Technology has moved on so far that we're looking at like 3D render engines from Unity that anyone can buy that are hyper-realistic forests and all of this stuff. How the fuck are they going to get people excited for Avatar 2? Maybe it's not going to be that good then. The movie? Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, it looks alright. That's what I'm worried about, but I doubt it. And the only reason I doubt it... The James only Cameron's re- a crazy man. So. N- not just that. He has made the two best sequels to science fiction action movies except for Empire, ever made. Mm. And they are so creative with the way that they change things for the narrative. And the idea that he wants to make... Look, James Cameron has not produced a good movie in so long. The closest he's come is a leader. Alright, movie. Yeah, it's alright. 
I, I, I want to believe that he can pull it off. I don't believe it yet. Uh, the uh, day the first image comes out, I'm going to be like glued. Um, I really to think, figuring out. I what really think doing. that um, it's not going to make as much money. No, of course not. I, 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 do I will be I, shocked if it makes a billion dollars. No, it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, it will make, make 1.5. Um, I'd be shocked if it makes 2 billion. I would be blown away if it made 2 billion. And I do think the movie is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be way better than the first one. I I think we talked about... We're not talking about Star Wars anymore. We need to, you know... We'll save it for 2021 when Avatar... This this is a conversation we could be having. We don't have to record and... Yeah, but everyone everyone wants to listen to us talk about random shit. Right? Thank you so much for listening. That was The Force Awakens. Uh, Listen next week for... The last podcast. (laughs) The last one before Rise of Skywalker. That's true. It's true. Great. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.